0: This is Grip for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we are working for His glory. What's up, guys? We're back today with another episode. This one gets a little tricky. It's an episode about idolatry, which I don't know what springs to your mind when you think of it, but I think of golden calves and, and and statues and things like that so we're going to talk about how it's so much more than that so let's go ahead and get started all right hello friends hey guys i'm amanda and i'm kara and we're here again today to discuss
1: what are we talking about here hideout tree Idolatry, which is, like... A big word? Well, not, like, a big word, but, like, a... Maybe it's just a big Christian word. I don't know.
0: Well, I feel like it's something you you don't think about on a daily basis. No. Like, it sounds so Old Testament. Yeah, exactly.
1: So it sounds old. old Testament word. Yeah. And I don't think you hear of idolatry, idolatry outside of the religious sphere.
0: Yeah, not... Realm. Yeah. So. I could... Yeah. And that... This stems from our worship episode. We, we were talking and it just felt like it flowed so nicely into it. And this wasn't something on our hearts or plan, but I just told Kara, I was like, I feel like we need to talk about it. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like we were going there anyway. Yeah. And I I feel like when you talk about worship if our day to day life is living as a worship mm-hmm. to God. Yeah. Then if it's not worshiping God.
1: What are we worshiping? Yeah,
0: it's worshiping something else, which would be an idol. Mm-hmm. So if you think it's not something you struggle with or not something, or you're like, you know, yeah, it's old old
1: school, Old Testament. We got news for you. Well, here's the truth. We're, we worship something. Yeah. We're always, always, everyone, even if you're not religious, if you're not Christian,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're worshiping something. The thing that we're seeking most, the thing that we love most, um whatever, um, as A.W. Tozer would say, whatever is sitting on the throne of our hearts, that is what we worship.
0: Look at her sliding that in. <laughs> she's, she's so scholarly.
1: Uh, A.W. Tozer fan. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. If you haven't read anything, you're going to have to, like, concentrate. We were just yeah. talking about that. But, no, and so I pulled, we talked about it in the worship episode, but I pulled again, Matthew six twenty four. no one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one, and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know it goes on to so say you cannot serve God and money, and money is a big idol in our culture. But yeah. that just so—it's so true. You can't. You cannot divide your time between God and other things, mm-hmm. or not—not not well.
1: Well, I mean, not your loyalties. Not yeah. where your heart lies, because that's what worship is, right? Where our heart is, our adoration, our love, our um, obedience, our devotion is to God and solely God. Yeah. Anything else that we try to put on that same plane as Him, that same level, or anything we put above Him is an idol.
0: Yeah. And I want you to hear me. We're not, it's not a condemning, and it doesn't even come from mm-hmm. like a church space of like, you know there people catch a lot of flack for like not going to church um I feel like church can be an idol, oh yeah. in my own life it was, mm-hmm. so it's not it's not a
1: we can you can idolize anything yeah any there is anything um you could put anything above God uh we've talked about before you and I privately about how it is possible to idolize. Scripture, the Bible. Mm. And I mean that in the sense that, like, um, trying to have this all-encompassing knowledge, just to know it all. Oh, yeah. And guilty. Um, beat people over the head with the book. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> and, no, yeah. We, not that I
0: want to beat them over the head with it, but no. I, I'm guilty of wanting to have so much knowledge and be so full.
1: Well-versed in it.
0: Yeah, that I can spew it at any time when it's not really about that. It's less right. about that and more about... It's about loving people through my knowledge, mm-hmm. but it's also not about knowledge.
1: No, it's all. not even about knowledge, you know, knowledge puffs up, but love yeah. builds up and we can use our knowledge of, of the word, um, not for good, yeah. you know, and a lot of people do too. I mean, and it's something like we've talked about in the past, uh, how we can get into, I don't know what the right word is, where you feel guilty if you don't read the word, you mm. know, like, but it's like, it's on the schedule. It has to get done. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. on the checklist basically.
0: Well, I, I'd say I like, I'm stra I'm, I'm striving for the wrong thing. I'm striving yeah. for the action, the work right. versus Not the faith. The,
1: well, really the worship behind it. Yeah. And so, and that's, that kind of goes off from my idolatry, but, um, But, yeah, I mean, we can make anything into idols. And I've shared in the past how I've made my children Mm -hmm. into idols, that they uh, were on that throne in my heart. Mm. And the A.W. Tozer quote came from when I was reading the book. I can't remember what it was called, The Pursuit of God or The Pursuit of Man. I can't remember which one. And he talks about the throne. And it really convicted me that um, my children were on there. That they yeah. were above him and uh that was hard to come to terms with and it was hard to repent of and
0: But well, I feel like if you're a parent you can put you can raise your hand and say, Me too. Yeah. Like I feel like in all stages it's easy of life to do that. And that's a that's a soapbox moment for me. I get really frustrated with parents who put um their kids and their kids' lives in front of... And I'm talking everything in their lives. I'm not just talking about God, but just before their marriage, before their career, before... You know, we are we so live in a society where it's like making our kids the next greatest, best. And, like, when I was a kid, it wasn't like that. Like, I went to gymnastics and stuff, but, like, my family did not thrive and live around me competing here or going here or going there. And you think, like, when you... you think of the normal world you look around and it is driven by parents driving to practice and this and that and and it's great and i'm it's not a knock on having kids involved in things or you know being academically driven or sports driven or whatever they're driven towards it's just we have become a culture that makes that such a an idol such a thing that mm-hmm. kids must do like mm-hmm. i find it in my own heart this pull on like well you don't have You don't have Meadow in anything. She's not tumbling. She's not cheering. She's not, you know, she's not doing anything. You're failing her. And then on the other side of my brain, I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, she lives a normal, healthy life. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be driven by those things. Right. And so much could go so much more. I could get so much harsh because my opinion is very harsh and I won't because mostly it's just, that would become an idol for us and mm-hmm. our family. That would be priority because I find even school sometimes I forget praying with my children before they go to bed. Cause I'm like, Oh, we got to read these books. We got to read these books. Yeah. Cause we got to put it on the lit. Like we've got to let the teacher know that we did this. And there's just certain things where I'm not fostering a posture of faith. And I'm not putting those, those moments in there with my kids mm-hmm. that I, I feel like, huh. Because they're not going to get to heaven and God's not going to be like, did you get all A's? Were you an a roll student? Mm -hmm. You know, he's not going to ask those things. Mm -hmm. And that's a conviction hard in my heart. And it's hard because, like I said, the culture that we live in is a bunch of parents doing that. And so you feel like I'm doing it
1: wrong. You have to keep up. Yeah. You feel like you're letting your children down if you're not keeping up Mm -hmm. with the Joneses. And in the sense that... It's it's just this standard set by society
0: today. Yeah. And I think that's that's something we have to keep in mind is worldly yeah. standards versus biblical standards. So what are other places besides our children do we feel do you feel if you want to share? Do you feel a pull to idol worship? What are idol what are some idols you you have in your life that you struggle with? Sorry, not to put um, you on the spot. Yeah. You can tell me uh, no if
1: you don't want to do it. Let me let me just pull up my list here. <laughs> <laughs> um another one that i've shared with you personally which we will speak on in in another episode probably the next episode is um my mm. body yeah my body image and and i not necessarily in a vain way but that it takes up so much of my energy my thought processes my emotions it's everything. all consuming it's consuming mm-hmm. and the fact that it consumes me so much it is an idol and i regularly repent of how often it consumes my mind and, uh, thoughts. It's still something I struggle with. I'm not gonna lie. Every single day, um, I pray about it and, um, you know, I'm hoping God's working on my heart, but that's something that I deeply struggle with in my current season. Word. Same. And I think, I
0: think, which, you know, we're, yes, we're going to have a whole episode. Cause I personally feel like we don't acknowledge that it's an idol. We don't acknowledge
1: no. the amount of Well, even value. the healthy side of that, it, it can become an idol. Yeah. You know, when you're focused on eating all the right foods and exercise, those are great and wonderful things, but they can become an idol.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Even when you're doing it right. Because I, that's probably the point where I have moved in my life is, is doing the healthy thing, but it's, it, it becomes an obsession. Mm-hmm. Versus just a choice I make and don't really have a whole lot well, of thought and a right. lot of, like, instead it becomes something that, like, you didn't work out this morning, you didn't work out this morning, and yeah. it becomes, like, it's it's this little train that runs around in my head, and I, I just, is, but I don't always do that with reading my Bible, spending time with God, my brain's not going, you didn't, you didn't spend any time with them. What are you doing? Like, instead I'm like, you're not gonna lose that extra 10 pounds if you don't, you know, and that's crazy, but that's, that's what we live in. Mm -hmm. And, and it, again, it's, our society is so big in speaking into these places that we have to be an even bigger voice speaking out and telling people, you know, hey, you're letting, you know you're letting your heart shift and focus on something that's mm-hmm. does not have kingdom value it is not going to take you anywhere past this life here
1: right um and anything that's taking away your devotion from god anything that's taking away your your focus away from him yeah it it is a threat mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a threat for your heart for your mind for what um what God is calling you to do today. Cause if you're distracted by your body image, like for example, me, you know, um, and my insecurities and in my body image and whatnot, if I let that distract me and
0: mm-hmm.
1: consume my thoughts, consume my time, I mean, even just, um, speaking in front of people, you know, just my insecurities will hold me back. Like, I don't want to stand up on a stage and people actually look at me Mm -hmm. and dissect what I wear. And and most people don't. I'm going to say that. I don't think most people do, uh, actually care that much about your weight or what you wear. There's some, yes, there's those, those people who do, but, um, but I'll let it prevent me from actually being obedient. Oh yeah.
0: And we're going to, like I said, we're gonna speak more to that. So I'm yeah, gonna
1: we'll for, move on from that.
0: For me, <laughs> no, because we could keep going. Again, it's a whole nother conversation itself and I have some good notes and it. it is something that I'm passionate. I think I've got two for sure that are pretty pretty there pretty struggle right now. So one is uh money.
1: <laughs> well that's a lot one for a lot of people. And
0: most people. And mine currently is not in the way that like it's not in a greedy money way it's more in a we struggle to have any so Mm -hmm. it's it is something that is always on your mind always on my mind it's keeping me up at night it is when I wake up in the morning it is everything 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 and I I have realized that I I'm not trusting God with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I pull, I I do. I hand it over a lot and then I'll
1: pull it back over
0: and I'm trying to manipulate and figure out how to make it all mm-hmm. work. And so, um, it's definitely a finances are big and, and there's a whole spectrum of it. Like I said, greed, some people are driven purely by money, like good job, good, this good, it, yeah. you know, and, and if they don't have it, you know, it's just, a travesty and they're always working for more, 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 more. And, and that's a, that is definitely a place that I worry my heart could get to. I'm I'm mindful of that. When I pray for more, I'm like, but God, if you give me more, Mm -hmm. remind me not to, you know, help. Yeah. Help me to be a a faithful servant with what you've given me. And the Mm -hmm. other one, I don't really know how to put it into words. I guess I do. It's just
1: self.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Does that sense. sound that crazy? Sense. But like there's a, there's, I get incredibly guilty sometimes over just focusing on myself. And it, and, and it's not just me and encompasses my family and stuff like that, but just being so well, about myself right. and our things and our stuff and our stuff. And I'm not mindful of yeah. other people and other things and.
1: No, that that actually makes perfect self. Um perfect self. Perfect sense. Um well we like just going back to what the culture we live in, it's very much um self focused. Yeah. You know, take care of yourself, do what's best for you. Self care live your own truth. Yeah. Have um you know, we have self help books, we have what's it called? Me time. Self care. Self care, sorry, yeah. Self care. And it's like <laughs> So it's very much um, our culture is always pointing back at us. We have this just mindset of me first. Yep. Like like you always hear, I can't take care of them till I take care of me, which is true in a small sense. Like
0: oh yeah, put your like on an airplane. Uh, put your put your. Uh, what is it? Put your mask, mask on, on before, before you have other people. And people live by that mentality. I have to do myself first. Before, before and in else.
1: some places. That's not necessarily wrong.
0: Yeah, we're not trying to say that you taking care of yourself or self-care to an extent is very important because mm-hmm. you cannot pour from an empty cup. Right. But, I've th- taken
1: it to another level.
0: Oh, yeah. I, that was. what I was going to say. I think we've gone to a place that is more selfish. Mm-hmm than self-care. It's more, I can't, you know, I can't today because I need me time. And I am, I am an, I'm an introverted extrovert where I recharge. I need to recharge alone. Like I can be around people and I like people, but I need to be alone. And I mean alone, like no kids, no (laughs) husband, no, like I want nobody. Like some days we're gonna get together. She's like, I can't today. I'm like, that's okay because my son's at school and nobody's home. And I'm just like, ah, yeah. the silence. But, um, anyways, also there, there's so much more in self. Like I, self, um, like wanting things about me, for me, look mm-hmm. at me. Like there's so many facets right. to idolizing ourself. I think right. it's a very Thing we have to be mindful.
1: Yeah, of. well, I think it kind of ties into people who idolize like power, and mm. authority. Like they just they want all I not just all eyes on them, but they want to hold. Yeah, all control the, all the yeah. control. You know, and hey, you know what? Speaking of idols, control like just having Woo-hoo. control everything. But um another one uh, is just success, meeting your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know having that career by 30 or having that marriage and kids by 30
0: or when well, again like we say we live in a society that you gotta be driven you gotta be a right. you know mother hustler yeah there
1: you no go. worker or a boss babe
0: boss babe yeah, yeah. <laughs> like work 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 side hustle this side hustle that multiple streams of income like it i, I hear all these things all the time when i get on instagram it's oh, just yeah. all these all these things and And to an extent, it's not that they're all bad, Mm -hmm. but what we're talking about in idolatry is, is the guarding of our heart against making that our soul and primary focus. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it kind of leads into a quote. (laughs) I've got two quotes by Azer. 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 I cannot talk today. (laughs) Um, A.W. Tozer. And the one that. I found that speaking on idolatry, it says, "Let this is, listen up, because the way he writes. It's deep. Let's go. I, know, I, may, I may have to read it twice. <laughs> um, but let us beware, lest we in our pride accept the erroneous notion that uh, idolatry consists only in kneeling before visible objects of adoration, and that civilized people are therefore free from it. Okay. saying it's not just about kneeling mm. at man-made objects and because we're civilized that we don't struggle from idolatry.
0: Okay. So yes, cause this is gonna sound weird. I think I've already said it before, but in the shower this morning, when I see, cause that's where I do my good thinking. Cause I'm all by myself, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew we were going to have this conversation and I always, so y'all, I just got out of the old Testament, but when they would kneel down to a golden calf mm-hmm. or a, pillar or whatever it was like what my brain is like that's so silly like why would you do that Mm -hmm. now now again processing all the thoughts I can totally see how people are like you serve an invisible God that's Mm -hmm. so silly so touche like I get it and I also want us to realize that you know we said idolatry is an Old Testament word like that was the culture and the norm Mm -hmm. that wasn't it wasn't
1: well, silly. And, and it's a little different um if we're being honest here, idolatry is a little different now than versus then. Yeah. Uh because we don't typically worship statues. I mean, unless I mean unless you're a different religion. You know, there's other religions that still have like, yeah. like, like Buddha statues and stuff. And... It's funny at the same time. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> like But typically we'll just say in the Christian realm, you know, you don't consider yourself an idolater because you're not um worshipping a-, a cross. cross. Or, or like a any kind of statue made from human hands, yeah. typically. So you're like, oh, check.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I I don't like have that.
1: idols in my life. And so, and if we're being honest, like it is quite different in the way that the Bible speaks of it. But in the Old Testament time, that that was their struggle. Like staying, I, and it's really um, another way that God referred to it was was like adultery. Mm-hmm. Like they were cheating on him mm-hmm. by worshiping these other gods. Mm-hmm. and I. But in the same sense, there are other things aside from actual man-made, well, I say man-made o- objects because actual money is a man-made mm. concept, man-made object, you know, things that we strive for, whether it's a house, whether it's a new car, whether it's for awards, whatever. Those are actual man-made things. Yeah. and But we put those before God. So we still are. There's still that spiritual adultery going on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But just to finish off that quote, going back to the last sentence, it says the essence of idolatry is the entertainment of thoughts about God that are unworthy of him. Say it again. The essence of idolatry is the entertainment of thoughts about God that are unworthy of him about God that are unworthy of him hmm. I don't know what that means, <laughs> Why um, have I cut that out <laughs>
0: I mean, no, I think uh, I mean, I get
1: it to a point, but
0: I think it goes even beyond just thoughts maybe, about God or just making anything a God in your mind, right because that's where I go with it. just anything that's unpleasing to God and and that. That's where that's where this is so tricky in you have to know you have to know the line for you of where it it starts to not please him. Right. Cuz like with the kid thing and the the chasing him at at games and stuff like that. I'm not telling you to not provide your kids with a well-rounded healthy life. Like that's not at all my heart. But some people put so much pressure on things for their kids
1: because
0: mm-hmm. let's be real an eight-year-old does not wake up in the morning and think i have to be the best baseball player ever
1: mm-hmm.
0: there are some there's some 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 talk and some thoughts around them that that cause that in them
1: mm-hmm.
0: so the the thing is is when does it become displeasing to God what well, right. becomes displeasing to him when when that is their sole thought and focus you mm-hmm. are spending more time at the baseball field you're spending more time at the batting cages you're spending more time devoted to that than you are to spending time with God right right I mean I that sounds so harsh but well, I'm not sure tr- about
1: you know anything that Ugh. takes our focus away from him yeah um, anything that takes our devotion away from him. And part of that devotion and guys, it's a struggle. No Nobody does it perfectly. Mm, no. Like we do this podcast and I'll be honest, like there is some lacking, a lot of lacking in my spiritual area. I'm not, I'm not speaking mm-hmm. from a place really, I don't want to say authority, speaking of a place of humility because I struggle with this daily. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we talked about in worship, that he should be the first thing on our on our hearts and minds yes. in the morning, the last thing on the evening, and throughout the whole day. And mm-hmm. sometimes we keep our schedules so busy mm. that there is no time for God. And and
0: they say, if he can't keep you, what is it, the devil, if he can't keep you uh, this, he'll keep you busy? He'll keep you busy, yeah. I don't know. But it's, it's like, if he can't keep you away from God, he'll, he'll just keep you just
1: busy. Keep you busy true, or he'll keep you distracted.
0: And I think, well, I was even thinking, you know, the practices and it, it like, I feel like the first thing that pulls to your brain is like, oh, well, because we miss, we miss church for tournaments and you feel a little guilty. But here's the thing, like, I take Sundays off because I'm just so tired that my physical body going to church is no better than if I stayed home and spent a little more time in the Word by myself Mm -hmm. versus forcing myself to go yelling at my kids to get there not being in the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. So that's what I i mean. It's like you said, we, we, we just try to pack so much in mm-hmm. that it's not fruitful
1: anyways.
0: Right.
1: It, it's, I don't know. I, well, and I think we just, what can't thought that came to mind earlier. Um, another thing we idolize or we try to idolize or we, we think we can do is balance our lives. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Like living in balance. And I know everybody's like, no, my life's not balanced. But I feel like we strive for balance. And Mm. who was it? I can't remember what Bible teacher I was reading. But she, she was saying that, you know, guys, if we're being honest, Jesus didn't live a balanced life. No. He didn't live a balanced life. You know, often he stayed up until in the middle of the night. Or he got up way up early to pray to God. Yeah. And that was his time with God. But And he had to time, remove
0: himself. He had to step away sometimes right, and say, whoa,
1: back up. Honey. Most of the time, he was in the middle of the mess mm-hmm. and the busyness and just obeying God step by step throughout the day. Where, like, literally, wherever God was leading him to heal, to teach, um, to proclaim the good news. Like, he just, every day was just step by step. And there were times where he was hungry. He hadn't eaten there were times where his family was trying to see him and he was like, I don't don't have time. Like this is, these are my brothers and my mother and my sisters. And, uh, so that just brought to mind, like we have to stop trying to balance our worldly life, our secular and our sacred, Mm. right? There's no balance. Like God has wants to infiltrate. He wants all of it, you know, from sunrise to sunset. And, and I think we try to separate and just, like, throw God in here and there throughout
0: the day. Well, we said in worship that that whatever you do, dishes, you know... Laundry. Being a cook at a restaurant, <laughs> being a teacher, being a nurse, whatever your occupation should be done in worship. So, so taking your kids to practices is not a bad thing, but maybe you take them off their phone or their tablet and you have conversations and you just talk to them and you, you know, I, that's the simplest thing that I've realized that once your kids get to a certain age in talking to them, you know, Maverick, he's three. He came up to me the other day and he said, did you give my ranch truck, truck and trailer to Jesus? And this was (laughs) Sunday. So he'd just been in church hearing about Jesus. So it's funny how when they're little, they just kind of like Put those two things together. Mm-hmm. He was like, did it go to Jesus in heaven? And I said, no, it didn't go to Jesus in heaven. Jesus is not going to take your things. That's not what Jesus does. And he said, Are you sure you didn't give him my ranch truck and trailer? I said, no, Jesus doesn't take things from us. He wants to love us. He goes, Jesus loves me? I said, yes. And he walked off, and that was the end of the conversation. But it's, it's, and that's a small, tiny yeah. silly little nugget for with my but three-year-old
1: seed in his mind. but
0: that's and the conversations are getting a little bigger with my six-year-old right. and even more with my 14-year-old you know we, we situations happen and i'm able to to speak life into those situations mm-hmm. where you, you you take the busy factor and i think of moments when my life is so busy that i i'm like being a good mom has to go to the side <laughs> All expectations, all thought process of even trying to be good. So you can still shuttle them to practices. You can still put them in the things, but making sure that their focus is our, our sole focus is to glorify God and to honor him right. with this talent that he has given us. Right. And we were, when you, I don't know, but this verse was just there ruminating. So let me look your word. Okay. Romans one twenty one, for they knew God. For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. And we talked in worship. It's Mm -hmm. a a heart of gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless, and their senseless hearts were darkened. I think that's so telling of, for me personally, when I watch things, it's like it desensitizes my heart Mm -hmm. and like, I separate like that's them and that's not me. Right. But I I feel it creeping in. It's like I feel the darkness creeping into like uh-huh. the, the the language and right. just their I- ideals of you know just oh I feel like a lot of things you watch in, in the world this these mm-hmm. days. The culture has just has this
1: or what you consume on social media. You yeah. Know other people's lives that seem harmless, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's
0: not. And so it's this whole, I mean, idol worship is this whole guarding of our hearts against those things. It start, it's mm-hmm. putting some of those barriers up to say, like, that is not okay, and I do not subscribe to that.
1: it's laying things down yeah. and not picking them back up mm-hmm. again. And that's the really hard part. Like, um, one thing, I don't know if I would say it's an idol, but I guess in a sense it is because it takes priority over time with God <laughs> is <laughs> not that that's a funny thing, but I'm just being honest here.
0: Well, you're like, um, it's not an idol. Okay. Maybe it media. is an idol.
1: I guess so. I guess it, it classifies as an idol, which is for me is social media and not, I don't post a whole lot and I, but you know, I just get distracted and I'll be honest. Y'all, some of you are gonna shake your head at me, but you should. ridiculous um i'll spend hours you know scrolling watching videos watching reels um and it's just a means of distraction it's a means of checking out and not having to think not having to deal with anything not having to clean whatever and this has been an ongoing battle for me for a while now as a stay-at-home mom you know i could either be cleaning We're going to have downtime. Downtime, please. Yeah, and that's my go-to downtime, you know, is just to scroll. It's so funny that you say that because, like, I don't, I'm not, I
0: I have moments where I get on there a little too long, but it's not, it's not, it's not my thing, but I have tons of other things, trust me. it is my thing. But, (laughs) so on the way we went to Fiddle Six Farms, on the way there, um, Everybody's got their device, and I'm driving, and it frustrates me because I'm like, "Let's talk. Let's spend some time together." If 2021, right. 2020, and 2021 has taught us anything, like we should value the time we have with each other. And I said, "You know what?" Because my husband, he's a big, he's a big Facebooker. <laughs> I said, "When you're gone, I'm gonna miss the top of your head because that's all I see." Because he's always down on his phone, and right. just made me think of that. You're scrolling well, like,
1: and yeah, like if the kids go to bed. Jacob and I, we get on the couch, we both get our phones out, and we yeah. scroll. We, I mean, I think we're scrolling different things, because he's not big on Facebook either, but we scroll, you know, we yeah. do things, and so, um, it, it is, it's an idol, it's something that I am learning actively to, put, to yeah. set, put down, mm. and I don't think all of social media is bad or worthless, um, I still have social media, but what I'm currently doing, and <laughs> just going falling, God, is I've taken it off of my phone. Yeah. And leaving my my profiles up, and I'll post when I need to, but I don't... It takes away that compulsion to pick up my phone and look at it. And well, then, and you know. a
0: friend said something, and I I never thought of it that way. She said, you know, on my Instagram, I've cultivated a space that glorifies God. Hmm. And I was like, that's very interesting. And I do. I feel like when I get on Our grip for Glory, mm-hmm. it is very much that kind of space. Right. And I'm like, that's good, because it's, it's good to surround yourself with people... And wisdom that is speaking into that, so it's not you're right, it's not, not all bad. bad. we're not no. trying to condemn anybody for it, but they're Facebook's a whole nother ball game, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's harder because your friends I mean, I've got friends that go all the way back to my first college right and and so it's and we may have be totally different that was. A long time ago,
1: <laughs> can't she even do that, math math.
0: Math. and she decided against it <laughs> two thousand six that's how long ago it was, right. so that's we're wildly different people. I'm a wildly different oh, person, me. and I know yeah. they are too than we were then and and yeah, when we were friends, we probably had a lot in common and as right. most college kids do, you can think it's probably not that great, right, so anyways, that just that verse just spoke spoke to me on that we have to be. Mindful, and it goes on in 22. It says, claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images resembling mortal man, birds, four footed animals, and reptiles. And we kind of talked about that. It's not something, um, it's not something we necessarily do in that sense, Mm -hmm. but we can very easily start to look at the things of the world and start to value those more than. Right. Putting value on God and, and, and righteousness and holiness in our own life.
1: Mhm. Boom. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <my drop>. God. <laughs> That's just I feel like in my
0: own brain. It's this y'all have no idea how much this podcast is good for us.
1: Right. We walk right. out of this room being us, like, Whoa. Well and it's spoke a lot to of, us. Right. And sometimes it's a lot of self conviction and sometimes mm-hmm. God's I mean, we're honestly God's teaching us along the way. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. I had a in preparation for this. I had a, a like a moment, like a a a flashback, a memory of something. I'm like, oh, I learned something about Adam recently. <laughs> like, where was it? Who said it? When? And it took me Sorry. a good while. No, she so, remembers so, because she yeah. was there, and I was like intensely trying to find this because it was so good. And um, you'll remember once I start saying it. But uh, I, I must just wanna, have been there.
0: Huh? I must have been there. You were there, okay. and I think it's gonna. Okay.
1: It's gonna click when I start getting into it, but I kind of want to go really quick to. Aw, oh, man, why? No,
0: go. I just like I'm on the edge of my seat to figure out what it is, and you're like, um, I want to yeah. go over well, here. I'm like, oh man,
1: it's a series of you no know, point okay. A, point B, point okay. C. Okay, ready but to, to start. Um, so there's different words, Hebrew words for idol in the Bible, mm-hmm. but one specifically. Um, that I want to talk about is Selim. I think it's what I ha- that's how they pronounced it. It's yeah. T-S-E-L-E-M selim which is actually translates to image. Okay. Which means shape, verb- resemblance, figure, or shadow. So the first time it's used is when God creates man. Mm. And God says, Let's create man in our own image. Mm-hmm. And that is how, that is the first time the word selim image, also used for idol, is used in um, the Bible. So basically, and this is what... This is not from my own words. This is something I heard in a sermon recently. <laughs> Where uh, I've got this face. You saying, can't see it, but yeah, I'm, she's I'm like... She's looking at me like she's trying to connect the dots. I think that, I have. That when God created little... We're many images of us. We are many idols of Him. I remember. You hear remember. Us. Okay. <laughs> and that we were created to, to be his image, to be many idols and meant to carry his image in the world, in, throughout the world, through our worship and our obedience to mm. him. Right. So mm-hmm. does that make sense. Yes. That we are in a sense, many idols of God because we are made in the image of him. But when the world became broken, mm. our, who we were created in the image of remains the same, but what we resemble has changed. You know, we no longer resemble him in his perfect Mm -mm. ways. And so we, we become image bearers of what we worship. Right? Yeah. And so the second time that word Selim is used, or not the second time. (laughs) It's just kidding. It's probably used more than that. But another instance (laughs) is when God uh, gives Moses the commandments and the second commandment, which says, do not make an image for yourself or shape of anything in the heavens above, or the earth below. Or He's telling them not to make an idol. So the, mm. the word he used for idol, image, in the Second Commandment, is the same word he used when he created man. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, that was my aha moment when I was going crazy. I was like, oh, I remember. I remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's so good, especially to think of us as many idols of the image of God. In a broken world, we no longer represent that because when you think about yourself, this is another conversation, but we're talking that we came across an article that was saying that like, we're not, we're basically, we're not sinful humans. Oh, we, we are. And so we know sin, we are sin, we live sin. And so this is why this idol worship and this representation of something that is a false god is so strong because we are so broken that that's just... Mm-hmm. It's it's like gravity. It just pulls you to it. And you're just stuck in this, like... And it it feels good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably it's the thing. It's really easy. Yeah, I take to God, I'm like i'm so sorry it just feels so good and i'm not it's not an no, excuse it's, it's just i'm sorry that it's so hard because it yeah the world this good well,
1: from the moment, devil's good from the moment you're born you know you're you are taught what matters in this life and it's usually you know god may be on that list Mm-hmm. But usually it's like what matters is an education. What matters is getting a good job, having a nice house, having money, having a savings what account. What you look like, how you dress, And, I, mean, how you and act. I think we should discuss, or at least put out there, that there's a difference between being good stewards of what God has given us. Like there's nothing wrong with being financially secure. hmm or having a nice house, or a nice car, or a good savings account, or even a successful career, like you can be a good steward. Yes, with with, without idolizing, but I um, there's a line there. Mm. And I guess we really just have to figure out where that line is. Well, that's what I said. For each
0: individual person, I feel like it's different. Because, right. you know, like social media like for social me media versus thing. you. Like, it's not. I have had moments. I have had seasons where I'm like, it's too much. And even now, because I do it for my business, it's, I'm on it. I felt like for a while it was so consuming. And really, I mean, there's this, it's always Facebook. There's this thing going around and it's. It's like these women who who post themselves and they're like am I pretty enough? Am am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? And she's like I'm just so sad because you are not. Ah, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. It's it's really good. Okay, so it's um honestly Ashley is a page It says, mom maybe in the casket, but her legs looked fabulous in those yoga pants. <laughs> is that the goal? Is it? Wow. Do you think I'm pretty? Do you think I'm pretty, do you think and it says it over and over, it says my entire feed, just in less words. Last night I scrolled and clicked through story after story of adequate adequate women wondering if they were adequate. Of enough women wondering if they're enough. Or beautiful selfies layered with insecurity. Of uh, beautiful selfies layered with insecurity, intricate, incredible, absolutely beautiful women, who were looking and reaching to someone to affirm that, in fact, they are. I pondered. I wanted to shake us. Is that the goal for our children to scroll back over our life and see how much our hind parts resemble the peach? <laughs> <laughs> or do we want to carry a casket someday with integrity that our mother was one to boast about? What are we doing? We are sex crazed and narcissistic when we should be preparing our children for war. We film ourselves lip singing sexually and giggle as our children watch literal sorcery on television. How to plump your breasts. How plump your breasts are does not matter when demons of drug addiction try to infiltrate your home. How Mm. sparkly your teeth are does not matter when Satan gut punches your home with death or adultery. How Mm. cute you look in a pair of yoga pants does not matter when the spirit of suicide moves in. How pouty your lips are does not matter in a hospital room. It does not matter when you are drawing last breaths and clinging to loved ones hard. Your integrity does. Your honesty does. Your ministry, your faithfulness, your leadership, humility, children, dreams, goals. Don't label me holy. No judgment on this side of the screen. My yoga pants are expensive and I have spa treatments planned as well. And they're totally fine. As long as when I rise from that chair, I remember that I am Amanda, called of God. That my anointing resides when wrinkles move in and elasticity departs. That my purpose is to be Esther, Ruth, and Deborah, not a Jezebel. As long as when I'm admiring my freshly updated face or new pair of sculpting yoga pants, I prioritize the, the fact that my relationship with God, prospering for the benefit of others, is vital whether my skin is glowing or not. That the words that come out of my lips to those I reach matter whether they're plump or not. As long as I remember that I am called to spiritual war more than I'm called to look cute in a selfie. Do you look pretty? Girl, yes. But more importantly, do you look poised for eternity? Ooh.
1: That's
0: yeah. That's good. That's really good. And who was that? It's called... The page is Honestly Ashley. Okay. I've seen it. I've seen a few people, but that... I read through it, and I was like... Ugh. And it was... So the connection there was that I've spent so much time trying to grow my Instagram platform by doing all these reels and all these silly things. And those are great. I just, for me, it became a consuming thing where I was mm-hmm. so worried about it mm-hmm. that I was like, I need to step back a minute and just like, it's not, it's mm-hmm. not. And it's the same thing. Like I have shirts piled up and if you're a customer, <laughs> so sorry. But yesterday, like I clean out my kids' rooms and, and Meadow didn't have school and I just spent time with them because you have to start realizing like what's important and what right. really matters, and some of that stuff just it doesn't.
1: We we matter. often we lose sight of that uh, lose sight of that so easily, um, and it kind of reminds me of you've kind of touched on it quickly or shortly. Uh, when so when the Israelites were taken out of slavery in Egypt. And they began their journey in the desert, in the wilderness. They first stopped at Mount Sinai. Because mm-hmm. that was their journey, was Mount Sinai, to worship. And we were talking about this rose we were preparing right before because we were laughing. But, um, you know, Moses goes up on the mountain, talks to God. Moses comes back, back down from the mountain, talks to the people, you know, tells them what God says. And the people flat out say, let's see, it says in Exodus 19, Verse 7, after Moses came back, he summoned the elders of the people and sat, set before them all the words that the Lord had commanded them. Then all the people responded together, we will do all that the Lord has spoken. Yeah, right. They're like, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> we got this. Well, they had just seen all that God had done in Exodus. Mm-hmm. All the plagues. And then he parted the waters for them. They walked through the waters. And then they get to this mountain where there's this huge cloud and thunder and lightning yeah. and it like descends on the mountain and it looks like there's fire in the mountain, like this huge glory cloud. And they're like, yeah, whatever you say, God will mm-hmm. do it. So Moses goes, he goes back up and down a couple times, but eventually he gets up there and he's up there for like 40 days. Right. And this is when God has given him the tablets of the law written down. And I guess he had been up there a while and the people were like, well, I guess Moses isn't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so they talked to Moses' his brother, Aaron, and they're like, hey, why don't you make us a, a, a golden calf to worship? Right after they'd received like, the Ten Commandments that said, do not worship yeah. any other god other than me, and then do not make an image out of whatever, or an image that you worship. And so they're like, huh, well, I guess we're going to do that now, like 40 days later. and But my point is, they were so fickled in. They were so back and forth. Then, you know, they're like, yes, God, we're on board. We're here for mm. you one day. And then the next day they're like, well, you know, let's just go back to the way things were before. Yeah. It was easier. We know about, you know they, worshipped, know, they worshiped, they probably worshiped um idols in Egypt while they were there. But the point I'm trying to get to is we forget so easily that we are in a war, mm. in a spiritual war every day. We forget, the weight of eternity. Mm. We have eyes for today. We have eyes for the next five minutes, if even, and because everybody else does, right? Like it's so easy to. It get It is so shocking, and I'm mm-hmm. speaking from a place of like, this is me. This is me right now. Um, but you know, and I think when we're reminded of the brevity of life, the short, how short mm-hmm. life is. Anytime we lose someone we love, mm-hmm. um, when you lost. A friend in a tragic car d- accident, mm-hmm. and his wife. It hit me. It hit me hard, not because I was close to them, but I'm just like, here's this wonderful God-fearing, um, spirit-filled person, taken too soon, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like, and he did leave a legacy, and his wife left a legacy of Christ. Mm-hmm. They left a legacy that matters, and it just it called me to question. What is the legacy I'm leaving behind? Yeah, am I doing that? And, and that's that's what your your post was about. It wasn't about what we wear, or yeah. how we look. She looked good that in that are... ca- casket. <laughs> Cactus. Ca- C- casket. Casket. It's the things that we're pursuing daily. They amount to nothing. Yeah, they like uh, in the Bible when it talks about flowers of the field. They're here one day and they're thrown into the fire the next. Mm-hmm. And the birds of the sky. Like life is so short and um i guess the point where i'm trying to wrap this up <laughs> to get to the point is just uh, how easily we forget and how easily we turn straight from god and yeah. run to those idols that are just sitting there waiting for us yeah
0: we're no different than the israelites no and this so this kind of ties into what you were saying galatians five sixteen. i say then walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh for the flesh mm-hmm. desires What is against the spirit and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other. And so you, so that you do not do what you want, but you are led by the spirit and you are not under the law. And it just, you saying that, like it is such a strong pull. Our body, just our flesh desires it. And I think we have to question every day, does this have kingdom value? Does this have eternal significance? And not every tiny little thing you do is going to have that. Right. Right. But if we have a worshipful heart and a worshipful mind, then it does. Because, mm-hmm. because getting up and making lunch for my kids in the morning, right. I can pray over them. I can just give him gratitude for, thank you, God, for giving me these three beautiful children. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me the legs to get up and provide them a meal. Yeah. Thank you so much that you've allowed me to stay home to be in my children's life more and I should stop taking that for granted and start getting down on the floor and playing with them more. Mm-hmm. And that's and again I'm this is not from a, a it's not from a condemning place. This these have been thoughts in my head of of looking around and going I'm missing Important moments because I'm putting more value on other things. I'm putting more value on our finances or we're struggling. I'm we're behind. I've got to do something yeah. to make it better. And God's like, No, you don't. Like I I've mm-hmm. already, I've already figured this out. And and so it's just what are we making king of our life? Like you right. said, the king the the what was it? The the
1: throne in our hearts. Yeah. There's actually Who's on the throne in your heart? One more quote that I want to share from A.W. Tozer.
0: She's an A.W. Tozer fangirl today. (laughs) Well, yes,
1: because I read this book, and when we were preparing, I was like, oh, he spoke so well on this. And this one's a a lot easier to read and understand. So (laughs) you don't have to stop. Like, you can listen. Uh, But he said, Within the human heart, things have taken over. Men have now, by nature, no peace within their hearts, for God is crowned there no longer. But there in the moral dusk, Stubborn and aggressor, aggressive usurpers fight among themselves for the place on the throne. So there are things on the throne of mm-hmm. our hearts where God should be. Those things.
0: When I think that no peace, we have no peace. Yeah. We have, we don't. We're so, and especially right now, we have no peace in the world because we're so worried about things that we have absolutely no control over over. you have no control over the day that you will die yeah COVID or no COVID, you have absolutely no say and a lot of people are living in this fear and it's become an idol fear has become an idol fear has become this thing that has consumed people's lives Mm -hmm. i know people Mm -hmm. that live in that and and i'm not saying that i don't it thoughts creep in and my head can spiral and where is it oh my gosh romans i know you know I know
1: you know what I'm talking about. We have to give me more than that. Taking, taking our thoughts captive. Oh yeah, taking our thoughts captive. Take every thought captive. Is it twelve? I thought Mm-mm. it was Corinthians, but I could be wrong. Okay. It, it is. is Second Corinthians ten okay. three. Oh, I have that here. Or ten five. My bad. So We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ.
0: That's not the one I was thinking of, but oh. that's still good. No, still Which good. Which one were you thinking about? No, I don't know, but that's still, <laughs> it's still good in in the where our brain goes, where our heart goes, where our mind is, there's our treasure. Like Oh, yeah. Where in... There's... We're both looking at verses in case you need us to narrate your, <laughs> but that, um,
1: nope, that's not it. Okay, right. I saw one tied to Rome, so that's what I was looking at, Romans, that's what I was looking at, but it wasn't.
0: Well, and that's oh, I just went back. I mean, that I read Matthew 6 24, but. T- Twenty one says, "For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." And we right. said that in our worship one, and I think that's so important to think about our heart and what what is what we value. What's important mm-hmm. is it important for you to get your kid to get that scholarship? Well, is it important for you to rest and chill and binge on Netflix? And I think
1: a, a good way to try try to test yourself to see what is an idol for you is if you were to lose it today you were to lose your job, mm-hmm. if you were to lose your children, which that's a hard, I'm not saying it's easy. How would you be Yeah. if you lost your financial stability? How would you be if you never lost that weight? If yeah. you stayed in this way, this size, this shape forever? Um, she's pointing at me. <laughs> no, no, you're to... <laughs> right. <laughs> now, Do we actually trust God? Right. Um, wh- I mean, anything else like if it was taken at all from us today, all of it, if it was all taken away and stripped away and we lost everything like Job, Mm, you know, thinking, Job, where would you stand? Would you stand on God's promises? Would you still praise his name? Like what Job says? I know that my redeemer lives. And in Mm -hmm. the end, um, I will stand or something and see his face, something like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then there's one at the very beginning where he praises God, like right after he loses everything. Oh, Um, Yeah, he gives and he takes away and I I can't remember what he says exactly, but my point I'm getting to is that's a good way to try to determine what idols are on your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were to lose it, lose it all, lose every bit of it. Could you still praise God? Could you still worship Him and know and say He is good and He is still worthy mm-hmm. of all of my worship, all of my praise, all of my thanks? Yes. Yeah, that I mean I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, and try to figure out. Yes, it and is. that sounds silly because I'm thinking of like social media. Like, <laughs> I'd be fine <laughs> if I lost it, honestly. But I think um, what comes to mind is just the empty time. Yeah, all that, all that, that time, and I'm like, what am I going to fill it with? Maybe things that matter. Yeah. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. time in the word. Maybe prayer. You know. So I think
0: that's a good place to wrap it up, and and just encourage you to kind of maybe make a list of things that you feel you may be placing above him, mm-hmm. and and we can't we can't give you necessarily application there because it, it's it's going to be up to you and God to figure out what. What the next right step is, I'm not yeah. telling you to go yank your kids out of everything that they do, but like like I said there's ways to there's ways to worship him in what you're already doing and make it less about those things and more about God right. because God has given you everything that you have, God mm-hmm. has blessed you with your Heart with your mind with your voice with your with your stuff. I mean, blessings are far beyond the stuff that we have, but we have to be cognizant of that. We have to be totally focused on what he has given us versus the thing.
1: Right. Does that make sense? Well, and how how in everything we do, we're doing for his glory. Mm-hmm. We're working for his kingdom. Um in everything and taking our kids to sporting events to what we do in our downtime yeah. how we spend our free moments, all of this stuff. It does matter. It does have eternal weight.
0: You may be that mama, that football mama that makes a difference on the other moms because you're not so focused. You're not so adamant. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we all know how sports moms can get. I
1: got that way. at soccer. and four and (laughs) five-year-old soccer okay tell me to sit down because my son he didn't make the goal but he was headed towards the goal (laughs) and i was excited for him and we get
0: yeah and we (laughs) get i mean we get competitive for our kids so you could be the mom that makes the difference that when they're like why aren't you screaming your head off you're like because it's great that they play this and i'm here to support them and love them but this is not our end goal this is i mean think of what a witness you can be in those moments and I, i think that's some of it think of Of the people that you are influencing by your actions and by your, your worship. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you guys as always for being here and we're, we're going to move into, we're going to roll into body image next week. So we're going to have some more idle talk, but this is going to be with a focus in mind and, and I encourage you even if you feel like you don't struggle to listen because there, there's so many facets to it. Yeah. Sorry, we'll be back with you guys next week
1: we'll um, be back next week thank you so much for joining us today we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation on idols and idolatry um, if it resonated with you at all if you enjoyed it please share it with a friend um, we also ask that you would Go and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you use and share it. Leave us a review and rate it. That, that really helps us get the, our name out there that people can search for us and find us. Um, also check us out on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. We really love to have conversations and um, really build a community with you guys. Join us next week as we talk about body image. It's going to be a really interesting conversation. I think it's going to be a good one, and we hope you will join us then.